Hey what's going on guys eradication here and welcome back to another brand new video and in today's video i have an extremely special guest on board my good friend aryan mehta so in today's video both of us are going to be talking to you about our dream mid range smartphones and we're also be going to talking about what could happen to mid range smartphones and how they would eventually transform into better smartphones in the near future so talking about the future of smartphones now this video will have a cut chat so the chat will be limited to a certain time limit but if you want to listen to the whole thing the link will be down in the description to the wavelength with eradication podcast be sure to check that out for the full uncut chat also aryan's channel will be linked down in the description be sure to check him out he makes some great content and let's get right into it and let me get my editing okay all right then here we are with aryan hello aryan hi how are you doing all good all right so first let us just talk about what is just generally going on and how you would want or what is your dream mid range smartphone in the years to come okay that's an interesting question well first let's look at the battery i would go for 4000 mah battery with 60 watt fast charging that to wireless because i believe that wireless charging is the future let's we'll go for a triple camera with wide ultra wide and macro cameras because i believe that macro cameras are very useful they let you take pictures of very small things and that's something which i and lots of other consumers like to do we can go for a super amoled display 90 hertz refresh rate a notch display a glass back ip62 water and dust and wireless earphones my processor which i think would be in the phone would be the a13 bionic processor and the os would be ios 14 however there are some tweaks i'd like to make to the os with some more custom customizability for the smart stack widget and some widgets for more developer created apps nice so um my choice is quite different so i potentially want to go for a larger battery but in order to compromise for the budget i'll go for 30 watt fast charging which is 30 watts slower than yours i would also go for a triple camera setup because i think the fourth camera is absolutely useless these days so i'll go for a wide and ultra wide and a telephoto camera more than a macro cam because i think that the little little macro cams that we can fit into smartphones right now really aren't up to the mark or really aren't too good in their performance I would go for a punch hole front facing camera spending a little bit of my budget there. I would go for a cheaper more mid range 730G SoC by Qualcomm. I'll have the same glass back and I'll have IP62 water and dust resistance. I'll in the box I'll give a wireless wired earplugs because I think if people are wanting a wireless earbuds then they can probably get one from a much better a much renowned brand. which they actually like themselves i will not be supplying any charger in the box itself because i think wireless charging is definitely the future and that we can save tons of e waste 
and I would be going with stock, stock Android 10.0 with slight icon changes to make it slightly like Oxygen OS. But I think both of our choices are well into the budget and can be considered great. All right then, what do you think can happen to mid-range smartphones? So with having really great smartphone comes out, come out this year, we had the OnePlus Nord and we had the iPhone SE 2020. I'm pretty sure you like that quite a fair bit. But what do you think can happen to mid-range smartphones in the future? I think that one of the main things that most of the companies are going to try and look at is advanced security. Even till now, there are certain message hacks which allow people to freeze another person's phone so that they can't use it. It becomes like a brick. It's not a phone at all. I think that the developing companies should look at that. Also, I do think that there will be a lot of changes in the cameras. As you mentioned when you were talking about your phone, currently the macro lens is not as good as the macro lenses you can get for a proper camera. I think that they will try and improve that as it will attract more people. I also do think that eventually they will find out a way to provide both higher battery range and uh, uh, faster charging. Also, uh, remember when OnePlus came out with the technology where you could charge your phone with another person's phone? Yeah, I think they should try and go for Yes, they should go for cross-charge lots of uh, because it helps. It's a trade-off, yes, kind of. I myself also think that cross-charging is incredibly important because, I mean, suppose you're running low on charge, but a friend sitting with you has tons of charge, and if you can take his battery power, then that can really prove helpful in say you're going for a long drive or something. Yeah. And another thing which I think, you know, Apple has a feature called AirDrop, which allows you to transfer files and all kinds of data wirelessly between Apple devices uh, without any hassle. And it is very, very useful. I personally use it for transferring files a lot and so do all of the people I know. I think that something like AirDrop should also be introduced into other smartphones because it would really revolutionize the smartphone industry. Yeah, so I'm like more of an Android guy than an Apple guy, but then even I love the feature of AirDrop and it is something that I really, really want to Android to feature. I think Google is indeed working on one of them. I'm not sure about that, but I think they are. And AirDrop is just really great. And I also think that there should be at least one app which will let you transfer data along a long, long distance, far, far away. And they should be of a higher limit. So currently, if me and you are talking, then there's no way for me to ask for a file from you, which is larger than something like, let's say, 2 GB. You cannot send me a file sitting at your house, more than 2 GB. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with you when you say that there should be some kind of app developed which allows for that. Yeah, there's a lot of things. For example, if we were recording a video and I wanted to send you something that we recorded and it was a pretty long file, it would be difficult for us to transfer it unless we did some sort of, we cut it into pieces and sent it or we went for something like manual, manually sending data across using physical, uh, um, methods of storage. And stuff. That is quite a tedious job. 
And so what do you think about wireless charging, let's say? So um, we've had rumors about the iPhone 12 not including a wire charger in my box, and which is something I really, really like because it you know, decreases quite a bit of e-waste. But then what do you think? Is that a, direct, a step in the right direction? Yeah, I do think that the wireless charging is a step in the right direction. If you look at it, if you have a big enough wireless charger, you can even charge two phones at the same time, which is something which really revolutionizes charging. Right now, lots of people face the problem. I personally do. When there are six phones in the house, some chargers are broken, so you only have two chargers, and everybody has to take turns charging their phones. However, with wireless charging, it becomes much easier. So yes, I do think that wireless charging is a step in the right direction. Yes. And also, you know, this year it has 100% been an exception, but I myself really, really like the fact that all of the events, like we've had WWDC, we're about to have the OnePlus Nord launch event, we're having the Xiaomi ecosystem launch event. So I personally yeah. really, really like that all of these events are online. What do you think? Yeah, that's much better thing because it means that more people can go witness it in a lifetime what happens sometimes and also when because it's online the better thing is that people from all across the world can see it for example us sitting in India can watch a launch which is happening halfway across the world without having to leave our seats so yes it is a really good thing this year and also talking about charging and wireless charging and stuff do you think that extremely fast charging affects the battery's overall performance? Well, in a way, I do. Not because of actual technical reasons, but because of budget reasons. If we look at the two uh, dream mid-range phones that we talked about, mine had to trade off its battery life for faster charging. And you had to trade off fast charging for a higher battery life. So the thing is, if we go for like, insanely fast charging, they will have to decrease the battery life because they'll think that number one, it will be too much money and number two, people will be able to charge their phones faster back to proper level. But this can prove to be a problem if you're going somewhere and you don't have your charger with you. Your phone won't last you long enough until you can yeah, buy so yourself a new recently had Vivo um, coming up with 125 watt fast charging. Now that is just what they're saying. I'm not sure when it will release or what it might actually be, but then it sounds pretty great on the face of it. Yeah, right. I agree. Moving on, what do you think of the latest, um, let's say, OS? So you're an Apple guy, you really, really like iOS 14. Now, many people, including me, have been saying that iOS 14 is sort of like a step into Android. So they've got, they've including widgets, they've got app drawers, they've got better organization and all of that. So do you think that is a step towards Android? Do you think Apple is trying to make their software a little bit like Android? Yeah, one of the main things that I used to face as an avid Apple user is the fact that in a way, Android's OSs were superior and in other ways, I believe that Apple's were, but now Apple is trying to take the features which make Android superior and trying to make its its own iOS the most superior iOS uh, the most superior OS out there. So 
I think that it is both a step towards Android and a step in the right direction for Apple. All right then, that is enough talking about all of that. Let's move on to a slightly different topic, which is, um, you can say iPads. So Apple has been working a lot on iPads and iPads are nearly, nearly capable of doing everything that a laptop can potentially, including the magic keyboard or the smart keyboard. When you've got that hooked up, I think iPads are just like computers, except for the OS, which is basically you'll get iOS, iPad OS now and not Windows. What do you say about iPads? I believe iPads are the best tablets out there. And if you look at it, they are very useful. Many people, when they don't have a very good computer or a laptop, they tend to use a, uh, an iPad for their daily use. Now, iPads can do pretty much everything. They can have their own word processors, note softwares, music, every single thing that you can do in a laptop and a phone, you can do in an iPad except for maybe directly calling. But now even some iPads are adapted to be able to use um, SIM cards. So you can even call from them. That basically is a step in, a good, in the right direction. Yeah, so and as for me, what I think about iPads is that Apple has just been making them all over the place. So originally, originally the function of iPads was to give people one, a huge screen, an average, average camera, nothing too great, and good performance. But now that they've got the same iPhone 11 camera stuff exactly put onto the iPhone 11 with the LiDAR scanner, and I mean, the price has just gone way too up for the iPad Pro. They've also gotten for the full corner-to-corner -corner display, and they've just gone all over the place, don't you think? Yes, I agree. There's so many features that the new iPad has compared to the original iPad. If you look at it, the very first iPad, even the screen was only 9.7 inch screen. And the price was also quite high. But now if we look at it, we have a huge screen, we have 4G compatibility, we have high definition screens, we have a lower price comparatively, and it's getting better and better. Also, you have the introduction of the Apple Pencil, which you can use with the iPad. And that actually revolutionizes the iPad. If you know the Apple Pencil has the sensors, the touch sensors, so you can draw thicker lines, thinner lines. It's actually very useful for those willing to sketch. If you look at it, artists, they can sketch without having to do too much. They can undo their things, which is something which would be very difficult on paper. You'd have to erase and all that. But yes, I do agree, the iPad is going everywhere, all out. And now one final question before we wrap it up. So this has already pretty much just come into the world. It is a little bit late, I think, discussing about it. But what do you prefer, Face ID or Touch ID? Well, actually both have their own importance or the things which make them good. Touch ID, one about it is in a situation where it's not possible for you to look at your phone or in a very low light scenario where it's not able for it to sense your face touch id would be really helpful as you can just put your thumb on it and uh, it's not going to be affected by anything also for face id you can only add one person 
So if you have multiple people using a device, which happens quite commonly, you the person whose face ID is not entered would have to enter the password each time. However, I do believe that Touch ID allows for about five to six different Touch IDs to be entered. And yes, but if, when you look at the reason why Face ID is better than Touch ID, you can look at the fact that Face ID in a way is more secure. They check for your attention, they check for contours, they check for a lot of things. However, in um, Touch ID, it is possible for someone to mimic your fingerprint and cause the phone to open. Yeah, so what I myself would prefer is, let's say, um, if we're going, if a brand is going for only and only Face ID, then I would say it should be someone like Apple or OnePlus who have made their Face ID extremely secure and reliable. But if you are a brand like Oppo or Vivo who do not have such a reliable tech, then they should definitely go for Touch ID. And I myself, yes. taking my own phone, then I would go for Face ID. I would 100% go for Face ID because I think that is much quicker and easier. But I would also go for Touch ID on the power button itself. So that was yeah. it for today's video. I hope you liked it. Be sure to subscribe to Aryan's channel. Say I'm cool as to say. Subscribe and stuff like that. Nothing too much. Hmm. You know, how about you say that part? You can say that you're going to leave a link in the description yeah, of my channel. I've already said that. I'll say that here. Okay, wait. All right, then. That was it for today's video. I hope you liked our chat with Aryan Mehta. Once again, his channel is very good. A link to his channel will be at the top of the description down below. Be sure to check his channel out. Continue watching. And if you want to look at our conversation uncut, I will leave a link to my podcast down in the description below, Wavelength with Eradication, where you can listen to the full uncut chat. This is Eradication with Aryan Mehta signing off and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. I think that went well. Yeah, that went well. I, that definitely went well.